Said pop, lock, stop and roll. It's the motherfucking time that you all know. It's the black Filipino above the track we know. If you like this, then donate a C note. Uh, on the POD to the C to the AST. Opinionated and highly concentrated, X rated, even better to listen to when you're faded. Choco Olympia lessons trauma. It's Choco Olympia of Choco Olympia lessons. Welcome to the party. Happy Friday. Happy No Fucks Given Friday. It's episode 124. I'm so excited to be back with y'all. Thanks for listening and uh, strap in or don't. I'm on a good one today, you know? I feel like I say that every episode. If you are new here, welcome. Thanks for coming to the party. And if you are a regular TCLLT, hashtag TCLLT, the Chalk Olympia Lessons Tribe member, thanks for coming back. Don't forget to rate and review. You guys, that was Sir Elton John. Sir Elton John and Miss Britney Spears in their newest song together. It's called Hold Me Closer. Actually... If you don't know, it's Elton John's song, and he was kind enough to be like, hey, Brit Brit, let's do a song to celebrate fabulousness and to celebrate your freedom, bitch, you know? Because I love a freedom Britney moment, because if you did not follow her during that time, or you don't follow her on Instagram, it's been a crazy ride, you know? I've been with Brit since the beginning of time. Well, not the beginning of time. You know, you know what I mean. Since she came out. Since home, bam, bam, You know, since that. Since, like, even before that. Oh, my God, you guys. Since the Mickey Mouse Club. Okay? So I am a longtime stan fan of Britney Spears. Thank you very much. And so when I heard that uh, they were collaborating on an Elton John song and remixing it because I grew up listening to Elton John, Sir Elton John, uh, it, it, it's obviously going to be a banger, right? So it's like a chill vibe. It's like an end of summer banger. Uh, I'm not a gay man, but I feel like I am in my soul. And so when it comes to music and dancing and performing and fabulousness and Elton John and Britney Spears and Beyonce and Madonna, you know, Janet Jackson, I feel like I'm a part of the tribe too. You know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? Anyways, that's, the new song and I wanted to just start with it because I it's a good reminder for anyone who needs it myself included that you will have ups and downs in life and there will be times where you just are not feeling your best and then there will be times when you're feeling amazing and it's called life <laughs> you know and we just kind of have to ride it out you gotta ride it out. It's like last episode I was talking about roller coasters. It's you, you gotta take the the moment where you're like, oh shit, and you're looking off the edge and you're like, I'm not gonna make it. And then you go, and then your stomach's in your fucking throat, and then you start laughing, and the wind is like impaling your face, so you can't really breathe, but you're like laughing and dry heaving and crying at the same time. It's like the weirdest thing. 
and then you make it and you get up on the other side of it and it's good and then it's crazy again. You know what I mean? You just have to kind of enjoy that ride, I guess. You know, I'm trying to be positive, okay? So yeah, um, you know, and I'm so happy that she, Brittany, Brit Brit, is, I'm talking, I'm talking about her like she's like a personal friend of mine, but you know what I mean? Like when you've followed someone from basically the beginning of their career and have seen them like grow up and go through the crazy changes of celebrity and what the demands of that is and relationships starting and failing and starting again and family and how that affects that and friends and then fake family members well they're not fake family members but they end up being backstabbers and then fake friends and it's just like a whole crazy thing you know and you break it all down and you're like Brit Brit's human too you know just like we all are and um yeah it's just crazy to see and so I'm I'm really happy that all of the documentary came out and exposed kind of the craziness of it all I hope she's happy with what's been shared and I I really do honestly hope that she shares her own story from her perspective right because obviously that's most important because it's her life and um, gives insight if she wants like she might not care to after all of the craziness right but I feel like it's important for people to share their perspective which is why I have this podcast and which is why eventually I'll be writing a book so strap in for that or don't but um that's yeah that's that's on the zeitgeist is that how you is that correct I can't I don't know I you know I'm drinking a lemon drop bang at nine o'clock at night I have to work tomorrow but it's fine you know why because I just wanted I just wanted some like zip and a little bit of uh this kind of tastes like a cracked out Sprite if you will <laughs> there's vitamins in it there's creatine um you know it was a busy day today just in a good way of getting things done it's also been craziness. Yesterday was like 24 hours of of just madness and I was exhausted the moment I woke up and I was exhausted throughout the entire day. But then I ended up doing this really cool thing um, before I go too far off on a tangent. Let me just make sure I finish that last thought because last episode, you guys, I apologize. Last episode, I was all over the place and there were stories that I started and then didn't finish and you guys may not have caught it and you probably did, but um, I listened back to the episodes after just to make sure that one, it's not just like static the entire time. If you remember from way back, if you're an old school fan and remember the episode where um, there was just like super technical difficulties and I think that was during a Mercury retrograde. I mean, there's nothing really I can do after the fact, you know, it, it is what it is and Again, that's life, <laughs> but at least I know, you know, and it's not like, why are people angrily DMing me that the episode was fucked up or something? You know, I will know ahead of time because I've listened to it back, but <laughs> because there were so many tangents, there were a couple that I caught and got back on track with, but then a couple that I left out. They're not important, you know, nothing that I remember to bring up again or made note to bring up again because it was just kind of like in the moment it would have been a funny story but now it's like okay you know whatever so yeah apologies for that uh what else um there was something I was going to tell you about that last episode too oh so when I do listen back to the episode right there's been a few times I can probably count on one hand where when I listen back, I don't know if it's probably a combination of things, but to me, it's kind of like an in, 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 <laughs> I was going to say an indicator, but because of the bang, probably uh, too many tongue motions, you know, so it, it became in and in, right? That's not the word. 
it becomes an indicator for me if I fall asleep when I'm listening to it back that it's not the best episode. And I apologize also for that, you know? Like when I record each episode, I'm trying my best to have it be a great episode. And I want it to be interesting and I want it to make you laugh and I want it to have self-reflective moments and things that you can maybe write down to be like, oh yeah, that's a good thing to remember or a good habit to try or whatever, just whatever. It's not always the case, right? So, you know, I'm doing my best. (laughs) But yeah, I fell asleep last episode. It's fine. If you fell asleep last episode, hey man, we took a nap. We took a nap, you know, and naps are good because if you're tired, then you should get some sleep. So, um, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know. This is also free, okay? So (laughs) we do what we can. Anyway. Hold me closer, tiny dancer. Um, Sometimes people say, hold me closer, Tony Danza, which makes me laugh because uh, I have a story in an old episode about a friend of mine who actually ran into Tony Danza at a restaurant. And if you've heard that story before, then you already know what I'm going to say. And honestly, I'm not going to repeat it. You should go back and listen. I don't know what episode it is, though. It's probably in a single digit. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it kind of changed my <laughs> my opinion of Tony. He's probably still really a cool guy. But, anyway, whatever. So, all right. Last uh, episode, like I said, it was kind of all over the place. But I was telling you about how I wasn't feeling that great and I wanted to still record and show up and show also that it's possible to it's possible is that tonight or tomorrow uh the the Cinderella with Brandy Black Cinderella and with Miss Whitney Houston is replaying I think this weekend it might be tomorrow today's Friday yeah it might be Saturday or Sunday anyway that's what it's impossible is from. So in this podcast, a lot of times I'll just break into that and I'll go impossible, but um, it's it's possible. That's the actual lyric and it's from Cinderella. Okay, so in case you were ever wondering, there you go. Uh, <laughs> random facts of the Chalk Olympia Lessons podcast. Okay, so yesterday... Um, yesterday was a crazy day. It's fine because then I went to work and I actually got to work for a cool organization that you might be familiar with. It's called the ACLU. And if you don't know what the ACLU stands for, it's the American Civil Liberties Union. And they were having like their end of summer kind of, um, get together recap of the season or of the summer. And it was really cool to just kind of observe because I was bartending. So I was just kind of like talking to the guests and serving them libations. That's a fancy word for alcohol, but also non-alcohol beverages, right? And it was just a really cute setup, really cool um, outside summary event. And they had this like inflatable movie screen that they'd set up for watching the Janes and I was really excited and had forgotten about this movie coming out it it was premiering on HBO and um, I'd been wanting to watch it so it was really cool it was a nice bonus to after um, bartending to be able to just kind of like hang and watch the movie it's a documentary about um, the Janes which I believe took place in the 60s, 70s. And I'm sorry for not knowing the exact um, dates, but I mean, it's, it's searchable right now. So you can probably just punch it into your Google and, or just say it into your remote and watch it because it's a newer documentary. I think it came out in June. And um, I think they're remaking it with um, actual, like, Hollywood actors now. 
And I don't know when that one comes out, but I'm really excited to see that one too because I feel like if I was alive during that time, I would have totally been a Jane. And the Janes, it's a long, it's a whole thing, and I don't really want to spend a lot of time talking about it on the podcast because I feel like if you know, you know, and if you don't, then you can do your own research on it because that's important, right? But um, the Janes were a group of women in the 60s or 70s, I believe it was the 60s, who helped women get abortions when it was illegal. And the irony, in case you've been living in a cave, is that um, we've come full circle, right? And so it's like this weird kind of reality watching it and thinking about how, you know, there was a time where it, it was fine, <laughs> kind of like a fucking roller coaster, right? But one of the most terrifying roller coasters ever. Uh, and now it's back to where it was. And hearing the stories of the Janes in the documentary is just really insightful because it's, I feel like it's just not been stories that we've been able to hear before. And these women are older now and they're, you know, fucking sassy as fuck and I love it. It's just so, I've always just really appreciated, appreciate, and admire and love a strong, sassy, bold woman. And I think everyone does, but that's just me. So when I exist in reality, right, like when I'm out in the world, or I'm mostly when I'm on social media, which is not really reality, but it is because you kind of get from a sociology viewpoint, you get insight on how people act when they feel like they are unknown, which for the most part, in my experience, a greater percentage is they act really gross and they act like they can say whatever they want and they can do whatever they want and they're protected because they're anonymous in quotes, right? Or they don't have a default picture or they have a stage name or a fake name or it's a burner account or it's a um, fake IG, whatever. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, whatever social media, Reddit is probably the worst. Um, and so when you see that, it seems very much like people don't feel the same as me with loving, admiring, appreciating, badass, strong independent, vocal women. They're threatened by them and intimidated by them. And I get it, but uh, it seems very weak to come from that viewpoint. And, you know, not everybody is going to feel similarly. They're not all going to feel strong and like they can voice opinions and like they don't give a fuck, right? And I think one of the main reasons I started this podcast was because I wanted to give a fuck less because all my life I was taught to worry about what other people thought and to be quiet by different people, by people who didn't even realize that they were teaching me that just because of their actions, right? Like if you interviewed them and asked them, is that what you were trying to teach her? They'd be like, no, that's not what I intended. But through actions and seeing how people who were supposed to be, you know, folks that I paid attention to and learned from and observed, I saw all of that and interpreted it in the way that a child's mind could. And so over the years, as I've grown and kind of come into my own, I guess, if that's what you want to call it, um, 
I found a way to teach myself how to not give a fuck because no one else was teaching me that. <laughs> it was very, you know, I mean, listen back on the episodes. I talk about it a lot. And I know that there are people who listen to this podcast who maybe are wanting to get to that or are starting their journey in that or also have been working on doing that for themselves as well or can relate to my journey too. And it doesn't mean that there's times where I never feel insecure or never feel like I'm not confident. Oh, that was a lot of double negatives. But you know what I mean? Like, I think when people hear that you are someone who doesn't give a fuck or is confident in themselves or appreciates themselves or loves themselves or puts themselves first, they think that that person is never insecure or uncomfortable. When in fact, you are still, but you don't focus on that. And a lot of what I've been kind of learning and focusing on more is to focus on what I want. And it's not taking away from what I don't like or what I'm not wanting to give energy to. So there's this thing that's out there also that's toxic positivity, right? And that I don't feel helps you in achieving your goals and manifesting and all of that. I think that's like a fake, like I think you get tired if you do that a lot. I've, I've known people who tend to be that way and they seem, it seems to flip really fast for them. You know what I mean? Like, how do I describe this? Um, when I see someone who's being toxically positive, it feels like there's extreme highs and then super low lows. And while that may be how it works for you, like I said, I was just talking about the roller coaster, right? But I think there's healthy ways to maneuver between those two. I don't think it has to be an extreme like, whoa, life is amazing. And then a, oh my God, at the very bottom opposite end. But I feel like the people who I've observed being toxically positive tend to appear that way. And I don't know. I'm not them and I'm not in their brain and I'm not a psychiatrist. So I don't know if that's their experience. But that I'm just saying that's what it seems like to me. When you focus on what you want and not on the things that you don't want, you are still very much acknowledging the things that you don't want. Like you know, you're aware of it and you know that it's there and you're feeling it and you're going through it, right? Like something might happen where you're like, oh fuck, well that sucks, right? And you're like, God damn it. <laughs> well, I don't like how that feels. I'm aware of it and I need to fix that, right? So then you start to make steps towards how to make it better. But thinking about not the end result, but kind of, because you're thinking about how great it's going to feel once you've resolved that, or how thankful you are that you're able to work towards something that is away from that. But you're still very aware of what that is. Does that make sense? And I'm not, when, okay, so I posted something recently on my Insta story about, it was a joke about, like, when I say, does that make sense? And if you saw it, then you know what I'm talking about. But as a teacher, I ask, does that make sense? Because I want, I want to know that it makes sense. And if it doesn't, I want to try to figure out how to explain it in a way that has more clarity. Now, obviously, you're not here in real life with me, so I can't see your hand if you're raising it. But you could always email me. You could always, even in this app, uh, if you're on actual... If you're actually on this app, then you can message me. I think you might be able to on Spotify too. Spotify. If not, that's okay. But you could always DM me. I know my DMs have an auto reply that say that they're closed. 
and that's there as a boundary, okay? Um, but if there was a legitimate question in there about clarity on something that I've spoken about on my podcast, I would definitely respond. Now, I might not see it right away, but I when I, when I do see it, you'll see that I saw it, I think, and then I will respond to it in a timely manner, okay? Timely matter, timely manner, timely manner. There it is, M-A-N-N-E-R. Anyway, so um, yeah, I ask, does that make sense? Because I want to make sure that I'm phrasing it in a way that is easily palatable. And if not, then I, I want to figure out a way to break it down a different way. So you are not negating the bad or the negative or the things that you don't want to focus on or manifest, right? But you have to be aware of it for it to get better and change. You have to be aware of that because you have to also be aware of what you want compared to that, right? I hope that makes sense. I'm still trying to figure it out myself when it comes to um, not feeling like I'm being a toxically positive person because I never want to be that. I never want to be that fake, like, and I don't think that I am ever at all, but there are definitely times where you have to be aware of what it is that you don't want, that you see as bad, or that you're not wanting to focus on, because again, what really is bad? Some of the things that have been bad, in quotes, in my life have been the things that have pushed me into what's good, in quotes, because what also is good, you know? And this is getting real heady and real fucking Buddhist and real fucking woo-woo and, you know, but happy new moon, okay? <laughs> yesterday was a full moon and it felt like it. And um, yeah, so my point was yesterday was crazy, but I felt it, right? And then when I was at the event, I was able to focus on um, what I wanted to focus on more, things that make me happy and things that I appreciate. Um, being able to be at that event and knowing when I booked it that it was for them, for the ACLU, and knowing already that I was hyped because I knew that they, what they were represented is um, rights and people get really uncomfortable when you talk about rights for some fucking reason. I don't really understand why. Uh, I don't know if they think that because one group gets rights that that takes someone else's rights away. I don't understand that thinking. That's a very fucking um, like minimalistic viewpoint of there not being enough for everyone to go around. And when you come from the abundance mindset, there's very much enough for everybody. That's why I don't trip. Like when someone, when someone gets something... I'm like, cool, man, that's exciting for you. I'm super excited. And there there might be like a little bit of a, I want that to happen for me too. But it's not like a, oh, well, fuck you. It happened for you. So that means that it can't happen for me. Like, But there are a lot of people out there, man, that are like that. And that's fucking weird, dude. That comes from a real, like, there's not enough. There's like a lack perspective there. And that perspective is so, ugh, like, it's so yucky to me. I don't want to be around it. I want to hear people say it. Like, I will walk away from people who are saying weird shit like that or who are in that energy because I just don't want to be anywhere near it or absorb it. I don't want to text with it. I don't want to DM with it. I don't want to be tagged in a fucking Instagram post about it. Like, I don't, I don't want it. And um, it's that lack mindset and there's a lot of people that have it and it's sad because it doesn't have to be from that. And I think that that is passed on, unfortunately, and it does kind of like radiate within people and groups and who you hang with and who you're in relationships with and all of that, right? So you have to be really aware of that shit. Um, I try my best to come from the mindset of like if I'm seeing someone having something I try to think of it as if I'm able to see it that that means it's possible for me too and that's 
that feels really nice because not only one, am I just genuinely excited for someone getting something, especially when they've been working their ass off for it or they're super excited about it and they're sharing it. I get genuinely excited about that. Like I'll cry for people that I don't know when they are achieving things that they want to achieve and I know that they've been working hard on them because I know what that feels like. I also understand what it feels like when you don't have support and how fucking sucky that feels. And so I always want to radiate that because it feels nicer to come from a place of abundance and to cheer for people than to be the person that's like on the other side going, well, how come I can't have that? Or how come I haven't gotten that yet? And like, what a gross, what a gross energy that is, you know? Like even saying that right now makes me feel yuck. But so my point being, (laughs) I try to radiate with the stuff that I want. And not, when I say want, I'm not just talking about materialistic things, right? I'm just talking about like, this feeling of being excited to be here with this group of people who are all standing up for human rights and being loud about what they believe in. That's cool. Like, I want to be around that more. I like that, you know? And so I focus on that as opposed to, like, whatever shit might have happened during the day, which happened, and I very much was in that and experienced it and was like, okay, cool, that happened, but also let's move forward. You know, like I said last episode, moving forward, my favorite fucking phrase. I, I can't stress enough how much that, like if you can use that in your daily life, I think you'll notice how much better you feel. Moving forward, okay, like it's like this happened or maybe this mistake happened or maybe I fucked up, that happened, you know, or I, my bad, I fucked this shit up. Moving forward, we're not going to do that anymore. Okay. You know, it's that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I, it was cool to be in that atmosphere. Everybody was super nice and everyone was so different and it was just a really cool vibe. Um, and yeah, it took me back to, um, when I decided that I was going to watch The Handmaid's Tale and watched like three seasons to catch up for season four. Okay, crazy. I don't know. Listen, these are not things that I recommend. It's very deep and dark. That series has a lot. It's a lot to unpack. Um, As a woman, as a minority, as a mixed person, as um, someone who doesn't have children, as someone who um, has a uterus and working reproductive organs, you know, it's a lot. Um, Yeah, so I did that and then I saw an ad, it came up on my Instagram um, timeline timeline which what is whatever uh whatever app I'm on at this moment (laughs) and it was the ad for season five okay now spoiler alerts are coming so if you haven't listened or have if you haven't watched season four or all of them of The Handmaid's Tale then you're probably not going to want to listen to this part and you might want to fast forward about 10 minutes I'm going to just kind of guess on the time All right, so for those of you who have watched The Handmaid's Tale or you don't care and you just want to hear um, what I say about it, uh, it's a lot, right, you guys? And I, okay, this is very strange. So like I said, I watched seasons one, two, three, basically all in one chunk so that I could watch season four when that came out in real time, okay? Because that's, it's fun to kind of be a part of the experience with the world. And that comes from just me wanting to be a part of the sociology aspect of it. So when I watched season four, I guess I stopped and took a little break. Like I took a break at episode, oh fuck, there's the last three I hadn't seen. And I didn't know that I hadn't seen them until the other day when I went back. So this is really weird because I thought I saw all of season four. And I saw the ad for season five and I was like, wait, 
Fred dies. <laughs> Fred Waterford dies? Because they're showing it in the ads, okay? So it's not really a spoiler because they're talking about it in season five pilot or season five, the trailer. So I was like, wait, why don't I have a memory in my head about see Because I feel like I would have been like cheering, you know? And I went back and I hadn't watched the last three episodes of season four. You guys, what the fuck? How? So... So I watched all three back to back. This was late night already, but my, if you've been following me on social media, my sleep pattern has been really wonky and I'm balancing a lot of different things again. And so, you know, I just didn't want to sleep. So I watched the three episodes, the last three episodes got really riled up because you can't not, you know what I mean? Crying puffy eyes the next day had to work. It's fine. But um, the very topic of letting things go, which I know I've talked about before on this podcast, and I can't, I apologize that I can't be like, you know, in episode 27, when I was talking about letting go, you know, but you could probably read the podcast description or notes and kind of get an idea. I try to give like a little bit of insight beforehand I don't know so apologies for that but there was an episode where I spoke about when I lost my studio and how there was a lot happening in my life at that time a lot of loss and I just I didn't have the fight to fight for the things that didn't need to be fought for. I didn't have the energy to be petty or to just try to make it more difficult of a situation, a situation that was already difficult. And everyone's viewpoint is going to be different when you're going through something like that. They're going to be like, well, why don't you want to fight more for this? Or why don't you blah, blah, blah. And I'd been fighting. And honestly, my whole life I've been fighting, you know, to be fucking real. So I pick and choose my battles because there's really, there's not, there's not a lot of reason to go against what potentially is inevitable. If something's definitely happening, it's happening. And you just kind of have to embrace that. Now, I don't want that to be mistaken because I'm talking earlier about human rights, right? And that's something we need to fight for. Like you definitely, we need to fight. I'm talking about things in life that are not, they're not necessarily going to be something worth fighting for, right? So I'm talking about different things here and that's going to be different for everybody also and so you have to pick and choose what your battles are and all I could think of in that last episode actually the last three episodes because it ramps up real fast for June and she can't let it go she's so pissed and I get it I fucking get it well I mean I don't get it because I'm not a fucking bridesmaid bride bridesmaid (laughs) been a bridesmaid no I I'm not a handmaid I'm not a handmaid okay thank fucking god um yeah I would I probably would not I would not last as a handmaid because I would be like fucking who's the girl that got her eye taken out oh my god I would just I would say too much well I would I would probably I mean I don't want to be like I'd be June but I would definitely want to fight you know and the whole thing in the trailer for this next season is like you want to fight let's fight 
you, you can stay and get your ass beat. You can stay and get your ass beat. You can stay and get your motherfucking ass beat. <laughs> if you know what that's from, then then you know what it's from. If you know, you know. But so my point with that being, you can see her not being able to let it go. And unfortunately, not being able to let it go sometimes has a really fucked up consequence, right? Because murder is bad, you guys, in case you didn't know. Regardless of what the stipulations are behind it, okay? That's just how civil rights and the world works. Um, but God damn it, does it feel justified? Yeah, for this situation I'm talking about, okay? I'm talking about in June's situation in this fictitious show, which is not really fictitious, but it is, in um, The Handmaid's Tale. All right, so yeah. We see in season five, I'm assuming, from the trailer, because obviously it hasn't come out yet. It comes out September 14th on Hulu, but uh, yeah, it has some repercussions. I don't know how it's going to go. I don't think it's going to go well, you know, but in that moment, oh man, I mean, I feel bad saying I was cheering, but the fuck I was. Yes, I was. And you know you were too. If you watched it, you were cheering. Um, sorry, if you just came back, you still need to forward a little bit because I'm going to talk a little bit more about it specifically. So yeah, um, she it's it's her villain era. If you want to if you want to go there, you know, that's kind of what's been like trending, which is weird because I feel like I've been in my villain era for the last I don't fucking know, five, six, seven years, maybe the last four. I don't know, you know, whatever. Definitely the last two. But, uh, yeah, June, she, she couldn't let it go. And I don't think I blame her. I don't think if I was in her situation or if I was one of the other friend handmaids that I'd blame her either. And I would probably fucking be right there with her, you know? Uh, it's a, that's a whole crazy situation. Um, <laughs> it's very weird uh, Fred Waterford, who is played by Joseph Fines, I think, I don't know what it is about him, but I think he's fine as fuck too. So it's extra weird. Homie's 52 years old and he's a snack for me. You know, I don't know if anybody else feels like that, but I knew a dude or know a dude. He's still alive. I know a dude who looks like him. He's not 52. <laughs> he's not 52, but he looks like him and it makes it weird. Um, but also it's like, it's, it's uncomfortable, you know, because of what Fred Waterford stands for and what he represents, but he's a zaddy. Yikes. Um, <laughs> I posted on, yeah, well, I mean, and that guy was cute, is cute. I keep talking about him in past, in past tense because here's why, here's why I talk about him in past tense because it's red flags, you know, like he has a girlfriend. And so, yeah, it's not going to happen because I don't swing that way. But on Instagram, I was talking about red flags. And um, I'm not going to talk about it in this episode. I'm actually going to talk about it in the next episode. But I did bring up asking people what their red flags were for relationships because I swear to God, I thought I saw an ex-boyfriend of mine, the ex who is a psychopath, okay? And uh, I don't know if I've really specifically spoken about him on this podcast. I don't really specifically talk about any of the exes, but um, this one in particular definitely set up a lot of learning for me, <laughs> as they will, you know? If you've ever been in a relationship, you have hopefully learned a lot of things. Um, this particular person was the, the red flag master. And um, I, I panicked when I think, thought I saw him. I don't think it was him because this person is in my neighborhood. And that freaks me the fuck out or freaked me the fuck out. 
and uh, is very scary. And honestly, I would not put it past him to be that petty and fucking weird and stalkery. And so I posted it in my Instagram story because I wanted people to know, like, hey, man, in case I get murked, like, this is the motherfucker who did it. <laughs> because and I'm laughing, but that's a nervous laugh, okay? That, that is not a funny haha. It's a funny, oh, my fucking God, that is potentially really fucking scary. I don't think it was him, but that's how deep that trauma goes. And so I felt like it's an episode that needs to be brought up because it's been something I've wanted to talk about on this podcast because I talk about lessons, right? And that was definitely a fucking lesson. So I will be sharing that next episode, but um, coming back to The Handmaid's Tale, and no more spoilers if you're back from the fast-forwarding, Serena Joy, is it just me? I get real livid. Like, and she, listen, in real life, she's beautiful and seems like a really sweet person. It's just really fucked up that her character is such a fucking pick-me bitch, you know? Like, oh, I I can't stand this whore. And um, (laughs) she just aggravates me. She's, 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 she's the woman who stands with the men who are like, well, you know, what were you wearing when you got attacked? Were you wearing a skirt or a costume? Oh, yeah, that's what you, okay. Well, it all makes sense now then. You know, she's that woman. She's the woman who is cheering for the fact that um, that abortions are illegal and that we're moving backwards in history and time. And there's a lot of them out there. And there are a lot of them who are young, and there are a lot of them who seem like they'd be cool people, and then you hear their point of views. I mean, I don't know if everyone listening to my podcast necessarily agrees. I am pro-choice. I'm not the person that's like, I don't think I could ever have an abortion I feel like it would wreck my soul and I know that it does for people who have had them but I feel like it should be a woman's choice and she knows her life and her situation way the fuck better than I do so who am I to judge you're gonna take care of what you need to for you is what I assume Uh, so I am pro-choice And yeah, I believe in life and I believe in, you know, but it's just like, if I needed to have one, I would want to be able to have that ability to, I mean, you know, even there's people out there who think that being on birth control is a crime or a sin. And I was definitely the kid in Catholic school who, and not even trying to be a shit starter, but I was always the one bringing up the opposite viewpoint to the point of getting detention for it, right? And I wasn't trying to be the difficult student. I wasn't trying to be the asshole. I wasn't trying to make the teacher uncomfortable. But I would always be the one who brought up the, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say, hey, not to... I'm going to play devil's advocate because that would for sure get me expelled at a Catholic school, right? But I would. And I remember we had to do like current events. And one of the current events that I actually brought in, I think this was in fifth grade, okay? So fifth grade, I brought in um, a news article about abortion. And oh man, was that a day, you know? Uh, I mean, in fourth grade, my or fifth grade, my whole point was why can't a woman just do what she wants to be able to do for her? Like, if I'm going to grow up into being a woman as a fifth grader, I already know that I want to be able to have freedom of choice. But why does this religion and a lot of other religions and different political parties feel like they have 
say over what I can do with my female anatomy. Very strange to me, even as a child. So yeah, I got in trouble for that. Uh, I got in trouble for a lot of stuff that I brought up in Catholic school. It's fine because, um, yeah, I was going to do it. So <laughs> tough titty. And now I just do it on social media or on my platform, my podcast, my YouTube. If you don't follow me on those things, you should. Chocolumpia Lessons on YouTube. Obviously, Chocolumpia Lessons here. Chocolumpia on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you know. Find me. Find my links. I'll put them in the show descriptions. Also, um, there was a song I was going to play for you guys, too. Another song that I was going to play. Oh, okay. So I just wanted to kind of vibe out for a second on this because while The Handmaid's Tale is also just an amazing story and frighteningly you know, realistic. Um, The music is also amazing. So first, I'm going to play this one because this is, um, this one was in the last episode, I think, and I'd forgotten about this album. I don't, not that I'd forgotten about it, I just hadn't played it in a long time, but this was such, like, for me, this was a time in my life, someone that I, like, crushed on and then kind of dated for like a hot second well we went on a few dates he introduced me to this album and it was just like oh like when a dude introduces me to music it's just like "Mm, so good I fucking love you that's it you know So, but it has to be good music. Like, don't show me shit music because then I'm going to be, I'm going to judge. Okay. (laughs) But so, okay, this is, this is the album, one of the albums that he had introduced me to. And there's also another album that was also in the same episode, but I don't know if I can find it fast enough. But here is this one. Forgot I turned it down, turning it up now. Portishead. I'm gonna need you to get it together. That's Glory Box. That whole album is fucking fire. It's called Dummy. The whole album, okay? The entire fucking album you need to add to your list if you haven't yet. I'll add this to the hashtag TCLLT playlist also on Spotify. The mix technique. This is another album that he introduced me to, and it's fucking fire also. Um, this was way back, okay? So, but this this also, this entire album is just so good. I stand firm for a soil, So if you don't know what that is, obviously you can hear the sample in the background, right? That's um, Tricky. The song is Hell is Around the Corner, and it's from the album Max and Kwai. That fucking album, the whole album, you just need to play it and, like, vibe out, man. Clean your house, cook, fucking 
sexy dance in the dark. I don't know, whatever the fuck, but that whole fucking album, the whole album of Tricky, Max and Quiet is fire, okay? Okay, and I think they actually play that too in that last episode. Um, anything by Tricky and Mass, oh, Massive Attack, oh my God, you just have to, you, those are artists that you have to have in your arsenal anyway. Um, but what I was going to say is that what I appreciate, appreciate about these shows is that they're bringing these epic, epic pieces of music art to the shows. And a lot of them are educating the younger generation, which I love. Like there's these kids now who are listening to Kate Bush because they're watching Stranger Things and Kate Bush's music is featured in it, you know? And then what's also cool is um, Kate Bush, they used Kate Bush in uh, The Handmaid's Tale. I was going to play it for you because, um, and I'm running out of time, but it's okay. We have time. We're going to make time for music. Uh, Where is it? Where is she? I just had her. I just had her. It's making me nervous because the thing is flashing. I know. I know I have five minutes, okay? I can make a lot happen in five minutes. Chill. Kate Bush. We'll punch her in then. Fine. Okay, so this was the song that was in The Handmaid's Tale that when it played, it was such a good moment too. I can't remember what season it was. I think it might have been season three. And she's looking up at the sky and she's having a moment of happiness amongst the shitstorm, you know? But it's like having that, like focusing on that moment is what I mean when I say focusing your energy on the good as opposed to dwelling in the bad. So this is one of my favorite fucking songs. I the whole thing but you guys can listen to it i will add it to the playlist the hashtag tclt playlist there's a remix that i've played on this podcast episode before or not this episode but a previous episode where um it's a banger and i like to use it for like dance class because it has a dance beat to it it's that same song cloud busting but it's with a beat so you can dance to it i mean you can dance to this one too but this one's just like it's the OG. Okay, so there's cloud busting, which is just like makes you feel all happy and gooey and sunshiny inside. And then this one, which is the banger that's been in Stranger Things that all the kids know now. Thanks to TikTok too. <laughs> That's running up that hill. I'm going to add all of these songs to the playlist. Like I said, hashtag TCLLT playlist. It's all of the songs that I've ever played, um, except for like maybe the first 20. <laughs> but I try to add them as I go so that you guys can actually hear what I'm talking about full song, as opposed to just like the opener of the shows. But Kate Bush is amazing. Um, yeah, running up that hill and make a deal with God. Anyways, um, yeah. <laughs> Music is one of my favorite things in the world and um, that's why I like to share music with you guys too on this podcast. And I hope you enjoy. And if not, that's also okay. 
but hopefully you take something from the messages that I'm sharing on this podcast. If you can, please leave a five-star review. Please please leave a five-star rating and a review because it all really helps with pushing my content out and branching the show off into more things. I appreciate you guys so much. Appreciate. Thank you for listening. Please share. Enjoy the the playlist. Again, it's the mix technique on Spotify, Spotify, and it's the hashtag TCLLT playlist. You can also listen to all of my other playlists. I have so many different genres and themes. And um, yeah, stay positive, but not toxically positive. And I will talk to you guys soon. I love you so much. Have a nice weekend. Bye.